Wizards fans, welcome to another edition of Off the Bench presented by the Alibaba Group. I'm Zach Rosen from WashingtonWizards.com and joining me today we have Jackson Filio and Chris Gehring from WashingtonWizards.com. Coming off a, an exciting win last night, the Wizards took down the Spurs 138-132. Uh, another crazy offensive effort by both teams. The Wizards did prevail. They held on uh, late in the game. Um, and we're going to start right there. Offense, guys. This team is an offensive juggernaut. Um, first in the NBA in points per game, second in offensive rating right behind the Luka Doncic Mavericks. They're not Dallas anymore. They're the Luka Doncic Mavericks. Yeah, that, that's uh, about right. This team is scoring in so many unique ways, uh, shooting the lights out of the ball, really haven't shot consistently from three yet, don't even get to the free throw line that much. What is going on here in Washington with the offense? Well, uh, last night was really one of the first times that they they finally did shoot it well, at least from deep. They shot like almost 60% against the Spurs last night in an unbelievable win. I mean, 138 points. And the funny thing that, that struck me was Davis Bertans after the game, he kind of mentioned it like we need to – he's like, we, we've been playing so well offensively. We're scoring 140 points a game. Like – he almost mentioned it a little nonchalantly. He's just like, yeah, like we're doing that. We score 140 points a game. We score like crazy. Um, if we can just play like average defense, if we can just be a little bit better, um, we're going to win a ton of games. And it's really true. And, and last night was one of the first times, like you said, that they really had one of those like start to finish unreal shooting nights. And specifically from deep, it the, the contrast, of course, is that the Spurs did not shoot as well. And if they would have... Uh, it would, probably would have been a little bit different of a game because it was still a close game down the stretch. But it's it's just it's we knew this team was probably going to score pretty well. I don't know that we expected them to have the most points per game, the second best offensive rate. The, those kinds of numbers are are surprising. I think Coach Brooks also said as much today after practice as they uh, prepare to keep his homestand going. I think the depth of scoring is surprising as anything. I mean, Brad obviously steals the headlines seven 30-point games this season, but you look at the amount of guys that are contributing to the offense this year. Um, I mean, San Antonio, case in point, 63 bench points is just absurd. They're second in the league in bench scoring, 45 points a game. Um, and, you know, last night it's Ish Smith who comes off the bench and plays his best game of the year. Davis Bertans has another fantastic game against his former team. He's got 20-plus and each game against the Spurs, he made every single one of his three-point attempts in their first outing, and his four of seven last night. So, Brad is going to be Brad. We know that the opposing teams know that, coaching staff knows that. It's the guys surrounding Brad that were the question mark coming into this season, and at least offensively, they have carried the torch in that aspect and you know allowed this offense to be one of the most surprising storylines I think of this young NBA season. Speaking of Brad, not to you know diminish his impact, but his last four games have been pretty much absurd. 38.8 points per game, 4.5 rebounds, 7 assists, 59% from the field, 46 from 3, 87 from the line. Just astounding numbers. I mean, he's yeah. he is second in the NBA now in scoring, so yeah. we're going to give him that. That's that's pretty good. Uh, and or maybe he's third now after last night with Giannis and Luka. Technically third, both around 30 points a game. Yeah, they're all kind of around there. Obviously, Harden's ahead, but the levels of production from Bradley Beal 
recently. I mean, he's just being efficient, really. That's yeah. what it's coming down to. I was just going to add, just looking at the leaders right now, James Harden is, is scoring 38 points a game. That is that is remarkable. But he is attempting almost 14 three-pointers a game. Bradley Beal <laughs> is attempting under nine. So just that, that and, and he's only averaging, you know, less throws, than yeah. eight points. And so um, we've always known that Brad is a, he's a – He's an efficient player overall. He finds players that are open. He distributes the ball well when he has to. Coach Brooks said that it was it was on him to take over that game last night, and we saw that happen. But when he's in the mode as a distributor, when he's the point guard, so to speak, when he's handling a lot of the ball, he's also efficient in that in that part of the game. And watching him do all of that to start this year has just been really impressive. We knew it was in him. We knew it was going to be required of him this year. But it is, it's been, it's, it's still been really special to watch. I mean, he had a great season last year around 25 points a game. And now he's, we expected him to raise that level. And just like that, uh, he's done it and, and has not made it look that difficult, by the way. There are just mm-hmm. times, I mean, he scored 21 points in a quarter last night. Is that right? In yeah. one quarter? In the, and and it was just kind of. You know, it was just – it seemed to be in the normal process of the game. He can attack the basket. He can hit his jump shots when he needs to take them. Uh, he's having a special, special start to this season. And it's not even – you know, it's through 12 games now. It's a little bit of a um, a little bit of a sample size finally, and he's just been outstanding. That's given, by the way, a, a little bit of a shooting slump to start the year. Right. Yeah, it, I mean, you mentioned the 21-point quarter. That was a part of 10 straight made field goals for Brett. That I mean, that's – you know, there aren't a lot of guys in this league that can do that. And for as impressive as his scoring numbers have been, we've seen him do that before. He's gone for 50. He's, he's scored you know, 40 a handful of times. And you know, he's established himself over the last five years as one of the best scoring wings in this league. I think what's been most impressive, at least from my perspective, is his distribution. And you touched on it a little bit, Chris. But he's never been in a position like this having to carry the load offensively and for as good a scorer as he is you can't just go to the bucket every time you can't try to cross guys up hit a step back jumper every single time you're going to have to find a way to get guys involved I mean he's eight assists in half his games yeah. this year I was gonna um, say almost seven per game yeah it, it, it's incredibly impressive and um, I think early on the Wizards were trying to find some production from the point guard position that has they've seen an uptick from that position in the last five games or so as you know, it finds his groove, and as as we already mentioned, Ish has his best game of the season uh, against San Antonio. But Brad's ability to get some of the other guys on this team involved has been, um, in my opinion, as impressive as his scoring. I'm gonna back it up even a little bit to the Minnesota game. Mo Wagner becomes <laughs> what the first bench player since Yao Ming to have 30 and 15 <laughs> yeah. in a game, and we all know Yao must have been hurt. That's why he came off the bench in that game. Um, really was a crazy line from from Wagner gets mobbed in the locker room um just absolutely drenched in water by his teammates not to mention Brad had 44 in that game so (laughs) that goes to show you how special performance it was for Mo but he's been super consistent all year uh not to take anything away from Thomas Bryant who I think has been playing better making more shots recently but the way that Mo impacts the game and gets under his opponent's skin has been really fun yeah, he's. I forget what his charge count is up to now. Eleven. Yeah, and it, it's it, he. His energy is consistent. He's everything you need out of out of a bench player. I mean, he has the ability to create energy without needing the ball. But when he's gotten 
the opportunity to really um, expand his offensive game. He's gotten the opportunities in his last three games. He's shot four threes a game, and he's made so out of you know he's he's made at least two per game. Um, he was four for four uh, from deep in Minnesota. He has really taken this opportunity to become a really featured piece in this rotation. And I think coming out of college, everybody knew that he had that game in him. If you watched him play at Michigan, he shot the wall well from the perimeter. He can handle the ball pretty well for his size. He could take guys one-on-one when he sees the opportunity. Um, obviously, some turnover issues have arisen, and that's that's part of it when you get more usage, when you are expected to do more. But, I mean, he has been a – a really a revelation for this team for this bench and by the way the way that they got him from los angeles is um looking pretty pretty smart right now not to mention the wizards were extremely high on him in the draft the very first season and probably would have picked him if their pick fell a little further back so credit to the scouting department for you know eventually getting him and then putting him in a position to succeed no charges drawn against the Spurs. I guess that's officially a slump. So, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but, no, Chris, you mentioned 11 on the season is just an insane rate. And his the performance against the, against the Timberwolves will be one of his highlights of the season. It, uh, that's insane, historic, Probably for off the, the bench. Probably team. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Um, you know, but Mo's performance was fantastic on that night. And for as exciting as that offensive explosion is, so much of what – makes Mo Mo isn't the ability to score. It's just the energy and being in a million different places and, and talking and getting in guys' faces and you know, setting a tone for um, the, the team. And, you know, it, the Wizards have struggled defensively, but it, it has not been for lack of energy and physicality by Mo Wagner. That, yeah, is, that goes without saying. Yeah, you talk about, I mean, we're all on the, on the Wizards digital team. We're all always watching this on TV, and you talk about somebody who you will always get, like, you'll always get a fired-up gift from somebody. Mo is that person. It'll be off the bench. It'll be when he gets an and one. It'll be when he hits a few threes. I mean, he is just a – he's an endless energy guy. We've talked about the Wizards needing to have that for years, and they've always needed to have one. They've always seemed to have one, and Mo is that person – for this team, one of them, at least I should say. Obviously, we all know that Thomas Bryant, um, he has not run short of energy and still has plenty as well. So, got Charlotte uh, and Sacramento coming in here over the weekend. Um, Charlotte, which was a team, you know, a lot of people didn't really have much uh, expectations for. Um, and then Sacramento had a lot of higher expectations. So Charlotte started out playing like 500 balls, struggling a little bit since, but Sacramento struggled a lot to start the year. Now they're playing really well. So kind of contrasting philosophies there. I think both those teams play really hard. Sacramento will be without De'Aaron Fox, which is obviously a plus for the Wizards in terms of matchups, um, but they are still gelling super well together. That team has great chemistry. Um, and Charlotte is just, you know, big chip on their shoulders. Um, and we'll get to the West Coast, you know, Sunday night after the Sacramento game. But what are you guys looking at over the weekend? Um, should be some competitive basketball. Yeah, Charlotte, I think is is a very similar team to the Wizards, minus the fact that they don't have they don't have that All Star centerpiece anymore. Obviously, they had that for a long time in Kemba Walker. Um, but I think the Hornets are, are what you get when you subtract that big time, high usage All Star type player and. What's been left behind is a team effort. I mean, you have six guys that are that are in double figures most nights. Um, Devontae Graham has been 
outstanding for them. Um, really unexpected, but he's been you know thrust into the starting lineup a little bit. Um, he's leading the team in scoring. Terry Rozier there, we know him from Boston, obviously, in a lot of playoff series. He came over in the offseason, but the three young guys, well, I mean, Devontae Graham is also young, obviously, but P.J. Washington, Miles Bridges, Malik Monk, that lottery-level talent that they have that is now being called upon to, to grow up really fast. Um, that's what I'm personally excited to watch, just see how they play throughout an entire game. Um, we all know that their, I mean, their physical talent, their, their athletic talent is outstanding for all three of them, but I think all three also brought some pretty – I think they brought some pretty remarkable, like high-level skills to the league right off the bat, and I think it'll be really, really interesting to see how they're coming along. Um, they had a tough start, and I think they weren't expected to be as good as they've been so far. Yeah, I, I think going into the year, when you weigh the expectations that people had for this Charlotte team, six and nine is maybe a little bit ahead of you know what people saw coming. You yeah, mentioned I think so. they're a young. Uh, very lottery heavy team and they've got some guys that show some promise and if you want to take a team to the next step it's finding a guy like Devonte graham that you know surprises some and uh you know can be sprinkled on top of the lottery picks that you are already developing i, I think that one of their problems thus far has been sustaining some success i mean if you, if you look at their schedule so far they go three game losing streak to start three game winning streak four-game losing streak, Mm -hmm. two-game winning streak, two-game losing streak. So they've been consistently inconsistent. And if if they can just, you know, turn one of those losing streaks into a winning streak, and I know how difficult that sounds, but, you know, their ups and downs are, you know, pretty indicative of, you know, a young team finding its way and, you know. A young coach, too, by the way. Exactly. Still in James Rago. So they are far from a finished product and, you know, the the jury's still out on what the Charlotte team is going to be, but it should be an interesting matchup against the Wizards. Yeah, and we'll obviously see Charlotte four times this season, so it'll be the first of many. Um, we see them again in a few weeks in December. Uh, then Sacramento will be here. We won't see them again until February, I believe, or the beginning of March. It's the first. Yeah, the beginning of March. It's the f- first of two matchups with them. Another really young, lottery-focused team, obviously, without Fox. Uh, Buddy Heald is kind of their focal point. Um, but they have a lot of role players. Uh, their bench is very strong, kind of like the Wizards. Um, Trevor Ariza will be coming back here to D.C. Uh, Luke Walton, new head coach there, and like I said, they've been playing a lot better of late. Yeah, they've won four or five, and you know certainly not having not having Foxes, it changes the entire complexion for them. But I, I've always been really high on Buddy Heald. I thought when he came into the league – he, his experience level was going to really help him at some point, and I think it has um, has now as he's kind of grown up. He's a little bit of an older young guy, if that makes sense. But uh, you know, he's he's scoring really well. He's obviously a a really really credible threat from from long range, and I think that you know they're another team that plays extremely well. We're going to extremely well together. Can attack you in a lot of ways. There's a lot of guys that you know can give you in the 12 to 15 to whatever uh range every single night and the wizards are just going to need to be cognizant of that obviously the wizards know that that they've turned into a team like that as well anybody in any given night can have one of those big nights but um finally finding the form that i think most expected them to have even without fox i think 
they're they're obviously still a dangerous matchup and getting a little bit of confidence a young team that's always good we talk about streaks um it can go both ways a young team gains a lot of confidence they can be really dangerous to play just as when they're really struggling and and you know it might be a little slower to come out of one i think with fox out they're gonna go as far as buddy can take them and for you know as promising as some of their young pieces are they aren't there yet and buddy's there and uh you know he's one of the best shooters in this league already he's and doing it at a high volume too. I think he's only behind James Harden in terms of three pointers attempted per game. So if they show up and they they make their shots, then you know they can keep up with the league leading Wizards offense that That's we've right. seen so far. But um, you know if they if they don't make shots, they're 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 an average average NBA offense. So um, you know figuring out where they get their scoring with Fox out is gonna determine a lot of their success over the next couple of weeks and to note i would just check that both these teams over the weekend are playing on the front end of back-to-backs which is interesting another little schedule break for the wizards so i feel like i've played the least amount of games so far but that is going to change quickly folks as the wizards play 11 game games in 20 days starting on friday uh that includes two back-to-backs three time zones so happy holidays yeah they're gonna make up for some lost time um and we're gonna be working really hard so um Anyway, in terms of on the court, that's kind of all we have for you at the moment, but some hot topics off the court. Obviously, the Wizards uh, and many teams announced their City Edition jerseys on Wednesday. The Wizards are bringing back the Stars and Stripes jerseys. Chris, I know you worked a lot on this project um, in terms of distributing the content and you know finding the look in terms of the creative, but it seemed to be positive feedback for the most part. Yeah, I think... The, the jersey, the, the side of the jersey, the Stars and Stripes, is pretty much the exact same as when the Wizards wore it for that playoff run um, in which they took the Celtics all the way. And then John hit, as he said on one of our earlier pieces of content, the biggest shot of his career to date. Um, I think fans see that jersey. They go back to that moment. It was uh, one of the biggest moments in the, franchise, in the franchise's latest history. And so to bring that back, uh, is exciting. I think we've we've obviously we've known internally that's coming for a long time. Excited for people to see it, and I'm I'm glad people are excited. I think it'll be really fun to keep pushing it all out. Obviously, merchandise, jerseys, and all that stuff um, d- goes on sale next week, 27th yeah. of November, um, online and in stores. And that's that'll be really cool. I expect that to to go over very well. We've had a lot of people ask about where they can find it um, online and in the team stores. Where and the 27th is when. Um, but yeah, players are really excited about it. I know a lot of the media members who've seen it um, were excited about it. I know that Troy Brown in particular was like, we should just wear these at home permanently. Yeah. So um, maybe we will. You never know. So we'll see. But it's an exciting, exciting release. I'm glad that it went over well. It's always interesting with, with Nike having City Edition jerseys every year that are always rotating. You, n- you never really know how they're going to hit with the fans and with, with people. But um I think we I think we had a pretty good idea that these were going to be pretty well liked. Absolutely, and of course the Wizards will also debut those on uh, December fifth against the yeah. Sixers, which will be a big game here uh, at Capital One Arena. Uh, other stuff off the court: uh, John Wall, Bradley Beal gave away a thousand turkeys <laughs> yeah. to the to Southeast DC. You know they partnered with some of their organizations, Bright Beginnings for John, Rob Around High School for Brad, among other organizations. I mean it was quite the event, like literal thousands of like hundreds and thousands of turkeys just being handed out it was really cool to see especially to have them partner together two former community assist award winners continuing to do great work and brad 
um, announced more of what his plans are going to be in year two with Ron Brown, which you can find on our website. Um, so that stuff's exciting. Um, and then today, this is we're recording on Thursday. Rui Hachimura is going to go back to the Japanese, uh, the home of the Japanese ambassador to the United States, um, in DC, and he is doing some Olympic stuff for Tokyo 2020, which is really exciting. Um, it should be a cool event to go back there, um, and I'm sure we'll have more on it uh, coming on the next podcast. But holiday season means a lot of events coming up. Yeah. Thanksgiving is around the corner. Then we'll we'll hit the the holidays again in December. So, like we said, a lot of Wizards basketball going on during these holidays. Um, we know a lot of people will be on winter break as well, so definitely come check out some games in uh, the rest of this month. And we have December, January. The Wizards are home a good amount. Um, but that's all we've got for you today. Um, we'll get back to you again after Sunday's game against Sacramento. Um, and, yeah, for now, make sure you give us five stars on iTunes. Just always a good reminder, and the Off the Bench podcast is sponsored by the Alibaba Group.